You're listening to Phanalysis, a sci-fi and fantasy podcast. In this episode, we're talking about episode 105 of Winona Earp, Digging Up Bones. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm Stephanie. And let's get started with our, our general thoughts about this episode. What did you think about it, Chris? I liked it overall, but I think there was also more disturbing stuff in this episode than in any of the previous episodes. So, you know, I, I have mixed feelings, I guess. Mm. Because I suppose that's part of the point, since this episode is ultimately about Winona deciding that she needs to draw a line for herself, you know, after torturing the guy and stuff. And also, <laughs> I have opinions about the floating camera situation, because I like it's used for dream sequences. It makes sense to me there. Mm-hmm. But whenever they use it in a not dream sequence, it always feels really off, which, I mean, I admit might be the point of using it, but it just, it bothers me. Are you talking about like where the camera's on a on a jib and it kind of floats in the air and where it's sort of like constantly in motion? And part of this is that I have sensitive eyes and so it it actually makes me kind of motion sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I can't go to movies where they do this like IMAX movies and have the have the unsteady camera thing. Shaky I cam. just Yes, shaky cam. It drives me crazy. It drives me less crazy in this instance. Again, I can get on board with it during dream sequences and whatnot. And I kind of liked it in that moment where they switch out of the dream sequence into like the just waking up from the dream sequence. Mm -hmm. Like I kind of like it in that sense because it's that whole moment of things still aren't, you're not quite back in the real world yet. Exactly. Yeah. That whole waking up from the dream and stuff still doesn't quite feel real. Like I like it in those moments, but they do it later and it drives me nuts. What scene did they do it in besides the dream sequence ones that you really noticed? The scene with Winona in the interrogation room with Bobo. It got crazy in that scene. And I was like, no, stop it. (laughs) Because for a second, it was like, canted angle. And I'm like, okay, canted angle. That makes sense. Stuff is off. (laughs) But then it was like floating canted angles. And I was like, no. Actually, yeah, I've only seen the episode once. So I I haven't, I don't haven't digested as much as you have. But now that you mentioned that, I do remember thinking, wait, is this a dream? But it's probably because of the camera stuff that they were doing. Probably. Because again, like it's a stylistic choice and I get that and, you know, no hard feelings show. But (laughs) at the same time, it's just like, ah, (laughs) like internally, ah, what's going on? Which is the point of the the canted angle is what's going on. Mm -hmm. But, you know, how about you? What did you think? (laughs) Uh, Well, I I have fewer thoughts about the camera work. (laughs) There are elements of this episode that I really liked and I thought, oh, I'm glad that they're they're exploring this aspect of this little storyline. But in general, I did not care for this episode. I felt like Winona and especially Waverly were missing from just half the episode. And I can appreciate that they want to develop some of the other characters, but I wish they had done that without excluding our main characters in the process. (laughs) So I was not a big fan of this episode. And I know it's probably just my expectations and it's not necessarily fair to put it on the show, but I think what I realized my my big problem that I'm having is that the show's called Winona Earp. And so I'm expecting it to be centered on, on Winona. So when we have like this huge storyline going on with like Doc and all the mystery around him and all of these bad guys, I kind of feel like, what does this have to do with Winona? Why can't we get back to Winona? So I get I get frustrated and impatient with those scenes. I do feel like the show is absolutely its strongest when it focuses on Winona and Waverly. Yeah. Like that pairing is 
is the show for right. me. And that's the thing, because I really like them. I really like Winona. I really like Waverly. I'm, mm-hmm. Dolls is really growing on me. But I, me I can't get on board with Doc's storyline. I, I just don't understand how what he's going through connects with Winona in a direct way. Like, I get it. He can offer them some information about the past. But I don't know that that's necessarily all that crucial to her storyline. So I don't really, I don't, I can't really get on board with what they're doing with him so far. Stephanie's like, the show is not called Doc Holiday. It is not called Doc Holiday. It's not called Winona and Doc either. <laughs> That's true. And it also felt like a misfire to me, the whole, all the stuff with the judge, that felt a little off to me. I don't think that entirely worked. For me, anyway, that storyline didn't work for me. I don't know that it didn't work for me, but it was so creepy and gross, the way the judge was talking about Winona. Like, she wasn't there. Yeah. And I was just, what's going on here? Which they they did explain by the end of the episode. And then they brought that into the ongoing mythology. And then how did you feel about it by the end of the episode? Well, in a, in one sense, I, I kind of, it hit my like, oh, how convenient. You know, the, you know, the judge that they went to or had to go to ended up being one of the seven. Yeah, I still didn't like it by the end of the episode. Like, there were aspects of it that I could appreciate. I, I could have maybe taken it if they had to, for some reason, interact with this judge guy for the warrant. And then we got to see just how incredibly mean he was to Winona. Because I think that's an aspect to Winona's history that they bring out from time to time is the fact that, and they mentioned it last week, like Waverly had that great line where Winona was going to go try to apologize to everybody. And she's like, Winona, everybody hates you. She's like, I know. But, <laughs> so, you know, they, they bring up this fact that Winona has a troubled relationship with a lot of people in this town. And so I think that aspect of it worked for me. But then like when we saw him later with Bobo's attorney and like the threatening doll stuff, like that stuff, I was kind of, eh, I don't, it didn't work for me. Okay. It was nice to see dolls sticking up for Winona, but I just I just don't know that they had to go p- bring in this judge guy to do all of this stuff. It, I, I don't know. I don't particularly care for bringing in the or the legal system in purgatory. Okay. I'm doing my usual, we'll wait and see where they go with this, because obviously this is a matter of opening up potential storylines for future episodes. But well, let's talk about one of the other storylines in this episode. They had the storyline with Ambrose and Levi. And I really like that storyline. I liked like, it too. You know, finally we get some revenants who are not like cartoonishly evil mustache twirling villains. Not that there's anything wrong with cartoonishly evil mustache twirling villains, because that's good stuff. But here we get something else, which I thought was was good and interesting to see. I I liked this take on it. And I think it's realistic and believable that for some of these revenants, the whole curse where they get shot and then they resurrect is just as annoying as for as it is for the Earps, where people keep getting killed really young in their family. So I, I liked that they gave us a different take on the revenants here. And I liked that they pulled in Levi, who we saw in a previous episode, who I remarked at the time, I was like, he's a real sweetheart, that Levi. <laughs> like he, he called Waverly, I think, oh, that sweet, that sweet girl or something like that. Like he called her a sweetie, like what revenant does this? And so I liked that they brought him back in and kind of tied up that loose end. And we got, you know, another character who's sort of along those lines with with Ambrose or mm-hmm. Fish, as they keep calling him in the episode. Ambrose and is a better name, though. Let's call him Ambrose. Well, I just wanted to clarify in case anybody wasn't sure who we were talking about when we said Ambrose. Of course. Of course. Because <laughs> they, they only called him that, or he called himself that briefly at the end of the episode. But I think other than that, call him Fish. And that was a really sweet scene 
when he was saying goodbye to Levi. I liked where he said, you know, what did you do to Bobo? What did you do now? <laughs> yep. It was really nice. And, you know, bonus points. They they happened to be two dudes who liked each other. Yay. So I just, I really liked that storyline a whole lot. It was. It was very sweet and, you know, poignant. And that's not necessarily how you think that, like, Levi's storyline would have ended up since, you know, he chewed off his foot at the beginning of the episode. But, right. You know. And was, like, melting and peeling and stuff. Poor guy. Yeah. Levi's had a rough couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Or however long it's been. Yeah. So we got a new take on a revenant, which then I think provided some interesting, uh, like, it's something interesting for Winona to chew on. Like, it gave Winona compassion for the revenants, which she hadn't really considered before. And well, she hadn't needed to until now. Exactly. Exactly. So... I, I really like that they explored that avenue this week. Right. Especially since the episode starts off with this whole talk about vengeance and, and all that sort of thing. What was it that I forget exactly what the exchange was between Winona and Waverly at the beginning of the episode where I think it was their father had said something about essentially vengeance helping them to get over their loss or something. Wasn't that what it was? Mm, I don't remember. That sounds right. I think that's what it was. And so I like that. By the end of the episode, Winona is kind of like, you know, that's that doesn't make sense for me. Yeah. Yeah, because Ambrose has that line, Vindus is hollow. Yep. I don't think Winona repeats that line, but she says essentially something. I can't fill up on vengeance. Exactly. Something similar to, to Tall's at the end there. And speaking of dolls, and and maybe I mentioned it when we were talking about the judge storyline, I don't remember, but I liked this week we really saw that Winona is growing on him, <laughs> even right. though he wishes that she was more by the book and did things his way. I, I We saw quite a bit of affection and him being protective of her when it came to, especially the judge. Right. I also like, you know, because he's always stressing doing things the right way and everything, as he should. I mean, it's his job. Mm -hmm. And he's made it Winona's job, and so he's responsible for her, which we also see in this episode. But, you know, by the end of the episode, <laughs> he catches her in the middle of doing something illegal and lets her go. But here is my big question for the week. Did she have to actually steal those things? She works with the police. I was wondering that, too, When except I was wondering it before they even got that far, because... She's like, so you, so you want me to break into the place I work? But if you work there, shouldn't you have access to that stuff? Thank but you. That's what I was thinking, too. I'm like, do you need to break in? Can't you go and ask Officer Hot or Nedley or whomever? Like, I need access to some information in the the storage room. Can I get into it? Dolls was kind of, you know, stepping with big boots early on in the season. I think he made it pretty clear that they're going to back him up. And I feel like she could have just gotten access that way. Yeah. But to be fair, without that, we wouldn't have gotten that awesome scene where she was, where her plan was boobs. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite less than minute of the episode was when she went down to wherever that was to try to seduce the maintenance workers. And then, but I loved when she realized that they were women. She was just like, I'm sticking with plan A. <laughs> She she was really like hardly even phased. I think for for a split second there was a oh not not the original plan and then like eh, eh. why not the original plan <laughs> and then seemed vaguely put off that they were not responding at all <laughs> and then had to go with plan B which was same plan but with with Doc Holiday yeah in that awful awful shirt 
He has, I was going to say, the or version B of plan A would, would not have worked on Stephanie. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> because of the shirt. Because of the shirt and the, fa- and the facial hair. <laughs> I know, I know. And the hair. He needs just a shower and a shave. And, and a different new, shirt. And a different shirt. And then maybe. <laughs> just show up without the shirt for Stephanie. <laughs> there. Segway. That's true. Because we get dolled shirtless and Stephanie was excited. <laughs> you have written in the notes in all caps, thank you. Okay. He looked good shirtless. Don't get me wrong. However, dolls in a tank top? Yes, please. Every week. Why is this not happening? <laughs> oh, Stephanie. I also enjoyed Winona being incredibly distracted by shirtless dolls. I brought you a shirt, so put your coffee back on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was it that she, she said chest instead of something else? Oh, get, get, get chest. Get dressed. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody tweeted something to Emily Andrus about dolls still being sweaty or something like that. And then, and then Andrus is like, yeah, we like him that way. <laughs> I like Emily Andrus retweeted somebody who was just like, dolls, I am really, really gay, but I could appreciate the fact that you are shirtless right now. I saw that. I should say, a lady who tweeted. Right. And then Stephanie says, same. (laughs) Well, the other part of this episode that I really liked and appreciated was the scene between Waverly and Bobo in the interrogation room. I thought that was a really good scene. That was, I mean, Waverly really only had a couple of significant scenes, but... Here, more Waverly, I know. please. I know. But yeah, that was interesting. And I like the whole, you know, you, you used to seem much bigger and you used to seem much smaller, that, that whole... Because she was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Waverly's whole, I'm not afraid of you kind of confrontation, I guess, with, with Bobo. As well as him answering her question as to why he chose to manipulate her when they were young and he says that she he could see that she was mad which is an interesting observation for him to mention given that i think what we've seen of waverly so far is she tends to be more even keeled and sweet natured so this idea of her having a darker side that we haven't seen yet is interesting isn't that often the case though the people who who seem most well adjusted are really the ones who have like pushed down the Mm -hmm. intense anger that they have yep (laughs) Yeah, I was hoping, actually, since we got that dream sequence at the beginning, I was hoping in this episode we might see more stuff between Winona and Waverly regarding their sister. Right. I'm sure that's to come, but I just, since that's how they opened the episode, I was hoping this episode would be more of that. Well, they did find the picture that mm-hmm. dolls had developed of, of the three of them. That was a nice moment. Yep. But for some reason, it just tickled me and made me smile to see Waverly sticking out the trailer park and like eating, I think it was trail mix or something out of that little baggie. I just thought that was so adorable. Like, of course she brought snacks. <laughs> it was, but I kept thinking like, Waverly, you're too close. I know. She was Have we too learned close. nothing? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently she turned off her phone this time. So that's good. That's true. I, I did tweet that during the live tweet. You were like, did she leave her phone on again? <laughs> it's like, no, nothing that bad, but too close, Waverly, too close. Of course, I actually missed it the first time when I was live tweeting because I was live tweeting, but they did actually like assign her to to do that, to yes. take pictures. Yeah. But still, you've got a telephoto lens on that. Back up. <laughs> <laughs> I worry about Waverly as well. I, wa- I worry about her too. I worry about her too. 
We got a tiny bit more information about Doc, I guess, in this episode. He was talking about being stuck at the bottom of a well for many, many years, which I guess we knew before. But I guess what clicked... Well, we wondered. Yeah, but it, it clicked for me that how, like, why he came out now, like, why he's out and about now is the fact that Winona dropped that rope down the well to go recover Peacemaker. Right. You know, at the beginning of the series. And I guess he then pulled himself out. But... Then that made me wonder, like, why didn't he pull himself out when they put Peacemaker down there? Because she just threw Peacemaker in the well. Oh, okay. That's how she knew where it was. She was the one who threw it in there. How did she not run into him when she went down the well? That is a good question. Because I was thinking Peacemaker was maybe, like, pushed into some rock kind of partway down the well, and that's where she hit it? No, she said she threw Peacemaker in the well as a child. Then my question would be... How did she not bump into him when she went down there to retrieve it? Surely the bottom of a well is not that big. But what if it is, Stephanie? <laughs> well, I guess then the question is, how did Doc get in the well? It seemed like the Stone Witch had something to do with him getting in there. Perhaps hmm. as some kind of punishment, because since he had longevity from her, he would just live and live and live and live and live and never die down there. I suppose. It's just, we know that after he got cured and presumably had the longevity, he was out and about for a while Mm -hmm. after that. So I just, I have questions. Yeah, because he still seemed in this episode upset with her. Like, you made me this way. Like, from what we saw in the flashback, he asked her to give him longevity. So I would think he would be more angry about the, you pushed me at the bottom of a well for decades, if that is in fact what happened. So I'm curious why he's mad at her for giving him longevity when it seemed like he wanted that. I don't know. Time will tell? Mm-hmm. I guess. And we also got introduced to the Stone Witch in this episode. Constance. Cludie. Cludie. Yeah. So that's her. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know what to make of her at this point, other than she seems really creepy. Yeah. And we saw in the confrontation between her and Bobo, that she has some telekinesis-type powers that allows her to control him. And then we saw in the interrogation room with Bobo and Winona that he telekinesis the gun out of her (laughs) hand. So I'm wondering if he he cribbed some of those powers from her. Could be. But Bobo was, was very unsettling in this episode. He was making gross comments to Winona. Which seems pretty standard, but I'm tired of. <laughs> yeah. He was, he went all Shakespearean and seemed to bite his thumb at Waverly. What was he doing? He was being Shakespearean and biting his thumb at her. <laughs> no, ma'am, I do not bite my thumb at you, ma'am, but I bite my thumb, ma'am. He was also sucking on heels. Ugh. The heels ki- themselves kind of look like, um, like bones. bones. Did you notice that? They look that? like fingers. Yeah. Phalanges. Creepy. Yeah. But All yeah, that stuff was, was very, very unsettling and a little off-putting to me. There's a lot of off-putting, unsettling things in this episode. The fish hook. Oh, the fish hook. And that guy who was mimicking for... Uh, uh, unsettling. Can we move on to things that made us happy? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Oh, I guess this didn't make me happy, but since we're talking about things that happened, Nona found out what Doc did to Levi. Poor Levi. I, I did like the conversation that... Winona and Doc had regarding that because Doc was basically like, I had no choice, you know, I'm on my own. So if I didn't do it, Bobo probably would have killed him. Or But at the same time, 
why did he go to Bobo in the first place? That's true. I don't really find that to be a, a very convincing argument because he could just leave, get the heck out of Dodge. But no, it's because he wants to exact vengeance on Constance that he's sticking around and ingratiating himself to Bobo. So whatever, Doc, <laughs> make better choices. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. I think we do need to get more resolution on Doc or more information, maybe. I mean, I get it. They're drawing it out, but I feel like maybe it's been drawn out enough at this point. Like, we need some more solid information about Doc Holliday at this point. At least I do. Such as? You know, we were talking about the mysteries surrounding Doc Holliday. Like, what is it that the Stone Witch did? What you're talking about right now. Like, why did he go to Bobo? Mm -hmm. Why is he hanging out with the Revenants in the trailer park? All this stuff. Like, I feel like we need more answers about these things. Like, what is it exactly that he's doing here? What's his deal? There's the falling out between him and Wyatt Earp, and there's just, I don't know, there's just, we've got all these bits of information, but I need them strung together more clearly. I just, I, I want more resolution on Doc Holliday, I guess, so we can move on to other stuff. Yeah. Is kind of what it is. Oh, one other scene that made me kind of happy mm-hmm. was when <laughs> Fish was in Ambrose. I will call him for you, Stephanie. Thank you. Ambrose was Am- Ambrose Ambrose was in Winona's truck with her, and Waverly and Doc cut them off, <laughs> and then Doc like rushes over and like hugs him through the window, and they're so excited to see each other. It was kind of cute, was all. <laughs> I like that stunt where. Waverly backed her jeep up in front of Winona's truck. That was a cool moment for her. Yeah. Oh, I did also like Waverly's commentary about what was going down at the trailer park. Like, oh no, Winona's being Winona again or something like that. Going all Winona again. Yeah. (laughs) And that was pretty cool stunt work when she was coming down off of the car and like kicking people. Mm -hmm. I liked that stunt a lot. It was pretty cool. I understand why she shouldn't do stuff like that more often. Like, I get Dolls' point, but at the same time, it's so much fun, Dolls. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I guess that whole navigating being the superhero type heir and having to be part of, like, the government. (laughs) She should call up Captain America. Captain America, how do you do it? So there are our thoughts about episode 105 of Winona Earp. If you have thoughts that you'd like to share with us, you can do that in a number of ways. You can send us an email at feedback at askgenretv.com. You can record a voice memo on your smartphone and email it to us. You can call our listener voicemail line at 972-514-7223. We're also on Twitter at AskGenreTV. Fidelisis is part of the Ask Genre TV family of podcasts. To find our other podcasts about Lost Girl, Killjoys, and Orphan Black, visit our website, askgenretv.com. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Chris. My name is Stephanie. Thanks for listening. <laughs>